0: Are there such things as nine inch nails? Like what's the, what's the significance of nine inch nails? Is that like a weird size for a nail? And that's why they named the band Nine Inch Nails? Or is it just, they're just at home hardware and they're like, what are we gonna name the band, dude? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah, look it's around. the first, time <laughs> we, first thing we see. Maybe. <laughs> Man, it's a <And> good. <laughs>
1: good thing we weren't in the paint stripper aisle. That's right. <laughs> and There's no band called Paint
0: Stripper. No, there you know, should be. Yeah, there should be. Yeah. Or Roofing Nails.
1: Welcome to AT Banter, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything regarding the world of assistive technology with our hosts, Steve Barkley, Rob Minot, and Ryan Fleury. Now, let's banter.
0: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. I am Rob Minot. Today, joined by Mr. Steve Barkley. Hello. And Mr. Ryan Flurry. Howdy. See, I switched up the order that time. You did. Yeah. Gotta keep you guys on your toes. And, and
1: look at how quickly we responded to. I know. We were, we're snapping. We are
0: professionals. This is like we're in the 70s in terms of episode numbers. So we've been doing this a long time. So this is one of them 70s shows? It is. Watch this, hold my beer atbanterpodcast at gmail.com
1: whoa yeah yeah you got that on the first take man I know first take
2: we're gonna start getting him here early every week
0: yeah I guess (laughs) he's (laughs) on the ball let's not get crazy I think the coffee helped probably Probably. totally helped
2: the sausage and egg McMuffin
0: yep (laughs) there was a sausage and egg McMuffin no there was not Mm. but now I'm hungry (laughs) (laughs) sounds good though breakfast for lunch yeah Mm uh hey so what's going on what's new with you guys anything
1: well you know we just uh recorded that uh google show right so there will be a banter bit out there on the google show so that's cool
0: yeah it was it was pretty exciting i have to say um they're doing they're doing some good work over there at google yeah. So will that banter bit come out before this episode or after this episode?
2: I'm hoping Rob does a rough edit today and gets it up tonight.
0: The, the banter bit? Yeah. Yeah. I could, it, I, I could have it up by, I, for sure I want to have it up tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. So let's stop talking about it because it's old news now. <laughs> so forget it. We never talked about <laughs> anything.
1: Yeah. Um, Go see the banter bit if you want to know about the Google stuff.
0: You know, you know what's chilling? What I found out the other day is that you can search your own Google history.
2: Yes. You can go to mygooglehistory.com, I think it is, and you can see everything supposedly that you've ever searched.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can you clear your My Google History? Oh, I did that and I immediately reformatted my computer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think you can also get your Google Voice history from your Google Home devices. Oh, is that right? I think so. Yeah, which I haven't looked into yet, but I plan to. Crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's how they get all this information. Mm Mm-hmm
0: yeah all yeah, we it really
2: do is we say accept 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 everything. well, I do anyway when it comes to google
0: <laughs> yeah they they should have like a my drunk Google history, hopefully they get to the point where they can detect whether you're drunk. It's like, why did I search for medicinal uses of pussy willow at three a m on Thursday? <laughs>
2: I'm glad you added the willow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, no, you know what? I have a friend that's actually really huge into botany and she was saying that, um, stinging nettles are mm-hmm. incredibly good for almost everything. People make stinging nettle tea. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. It's supposed to be, it's, it's, it's really good for arthritis, any sort of inflammation. Hmm. Uh, the list goes on and on and on.
1: It's yep. also good if you want to keep kids off your lawn. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> hey Ryan. Rob. What are we doing today?
2: Today, we are talking to Steve Bennett from Dolphin.
0: All righty. And who is Dolphin?
2: Steve, why don't you tell us who Dolphin is?
0: Well,
1: Dolphin is a uh, company based in the UK that has been making uh, programs for the blind and visually impaired for many years. Um, They don't have as big a footprint here in North America as they do in Europe. Uh, largely because of the uh, dominance of uh, jaws and zoom text in in the market here but they have some excellent products and uh, um, I'm actually uh, signed up as a dealer for them through uh, um, Canadian assistive technologies I really like their uh, their supernova screen magnification and speech uh, software they're uh, um, you know every every bit a competitor to uh, to zoom text and uh, and ZoomText uh, Zoom Text Fusion.
0: Well, and with the big you know, with the big merger slash acquisition, uh, you know, that we need as many comp competitors to to the big boys as we can get.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's important to have robust competition in the in the marketplace. You know, the more you have, the more innovation it tends to drive and uh you know, hopefully it helps keep the prices lower too. But um
0: we shall see. We shall. Yeah especially when we start talking to them. Yeah,
1: perhaps Steve
0: will uh, enlighten us with their plans moving forward. I don't know. Whenever we ask that question, whenever we ask people, like, what, what do they got in the coming in the future? They C- always C- like, get real antsy, so yeah. I doubt it. You'll probably just be like, yeah, no, I can't talk
2: about that. But they do have some products that, you know, have kind of stirred up the industry. You know, they have a product called Easy Reader, yeah. which ties into the Sela the, the library and other library systems around the world. And it's only available on iOS right now. But Android is supposedly coming soon, so I want to ask him about that. Wait, what does that do? It's a a book reader. So I can add my CELA, my CNB library account to it and download my, my audiobooks from the CNB library directly into this app.
0: Oh, that's slick.
2: Same with Bookshare, I think the Australian library systems included. There's there's a bunch of them. Yeah, and it's a free app. Nice. So Android is coming soon. I want to ask him about that. And they've got some other new products I want to ask him about that are kind of exciting.
0: All right. Well, it sounds like we're wasting, wasting, we've wasted enough time talking about talking to him. Let's get right to talking to him.
2: Is he ready to talk? That's a good question.
0: All right. Well, let's check it out. Steve, thanks so much for joining us.
3: Not at all.
2: It's probably, what, 8 p.m.
0: your time right now?
3: Well done. Pretty good. Excellent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How long is, has Dolphin Software been around?
3: Uh, well, Dolphin's in its 31st year of business now. So we started in 1986, um, started as a, a screen reader and magnification customer. So, and um, yep, we've been going for 31 years.
0: Wow. Now, were you guys one of the first screen magnification software packages out there?
3: Um, it's a little bit before my time. I'm, I'm a newie at Dolphin. I've only been there 17 years. So, um, <laughs> um, but, but I believe that um, the HAL uh, screen reader for DOS was one of the first screen readers that was available. Um, it certainly was really good at DOS in its time uh, and it replaced some hardware uh, solutions that were around or was an option as an alternative to those. So I believe it was. And then uh, we made a software called Luna after that, which was the magnification side.
1: And uh, what uh, what's the product lineup now for Dolphin?
3: Well, okay, so I hope you've got a while. Yeah, so <laughs> <here> we do. <laughs> yeah, so we have, um, so all the software we make is for uh, what we call print impaired, but predominantly it's for people that are vision impaired. So we have the Supernova Range, which is a supernova magnifier. Um, people may have known that in, in times past as Luna. Um, Supernova Magnifier and Speech, which used to be called Luna Plus, and then Supernova Magnifier and Screen Reader, which was um, that used to be branded as Supernova on its own. So, um, those are the magnification and something products. Um, we have a screen reader which we call Dolphin Screen Reader, um, and then of course we have a Guide, which was um, is available in in Canada as well. Um, on top of that, we have something where so we we make digital accessible book software. So the creation and playing. So um, we have a high end product for creating uh, Daisy books or ePub books called Publisher Dolphin Publisher um and then if you're looking for a solution to actually have convert pdf or something from a scanned document uh quickly into braille um, large print daisy or mp3 easy converter is a real dead easy tool to use um and then last but not least we've just released um um a, an iOS solution for easy reader which is available for free and there'll be an Android version later this month as well, which will be identical. And then we have a Windows version, and they're called Easy Reader as well.
2: Well, that was my question: was when was the Android version of Easy Reader coming out? And you've already answered that, so glad to hear it's coming soon.
3: Yeah. So the, uh, and I'm on that team. We have different teams, um, so I'm part of that team. So uh, the scheduled is the last week of this month for the release. So um, I'm looking at. Um, I would say, two betas from the end, and we get a weekly beta at the moment. Um, so, yeah, just to reiterate, that does support uh, uh, the uh, CELA library or CNIB. So um, we did make a bit of an error with that, that people had to put um, CELA underscore in and then their number, um, which caused a lot of confusion people, and we've stopped that now. So whether you do or you don't when you're logging in, um, it's uh, it's all resolved, and you only have to do that once. Nice. Okay.
2: What other libraries does it support?
3: Gosh, I, it's got 16 in all. So we've just supported the Russian library, LKF, um, along with uh, the Polish library, DZDN. So on your side of the pond, we've got um, – the, so the U.S. libraries would be Bookshare and NFB. Um, and we'll also support uh, the educational CAMI shortly. That's going to be more uh, better supported in in the Android version. We do uh, the the open uh, sorry the not copyright EPUB and Gutenberg, and then if you're on um, in Europe, we support RIB Bookshare. Uh, We support the the three Swedish libraries, uh, the NLB in Norway, um, in Denmark, Nota in Germany. uh, We support the. the newspapers, and then we'll support Medibus, which is the other library. Uh, where else? Um, I've forgotten them, but you know, there's <laughs> 60. But, uh, there's quite a range.
2: You're global. so That's great.
3: Yeah, I mean, what we're trying to do there is um, I think there was somebody uh, um, actually literally nailed it. Was What we were hoping to do was make a, a free app that people could use um and then they could go to multiple libraries rather than having different libraries different apps for different libraries um so they could save all their books in one place so they didn't have to keep switching between different apps um so to that end we'll hope to support some uh, another library in Canada uh, later this year as well
0: so so you have a you, you have a software package that's a magnifier and a screen reader did, was that always the case, or did you ever at, at any point have a, have a, a standalone screen reader?
3: Um, not in my time at Dolphin. I believe over 20 years ago, they had a, a separate piece of software for magnification, another one for screen reading. And then 20 years ago, it was put together into one product. Um, so, um, And that's, it's not so widely used um, on, in the Canada in the U.S., but very widely used in, the, in Europe, particularly in the U.K., Yes, Supernova um, Magnifier and Screen Reader is a full magnification product and a full screen reader. Um, so like all magnification products, you can change the magnification level um, to suit your site and change the colors. Um, and then the screen reading um, is there for whether you, got, uh, you need some help uh, of speech or whether you want a full screen reader and you want a little a um, little bit of magnification. You can vary those completely. Um, it comes along with Braille, so whether you want um, either of those three, a combination of two, or all three together, then you can use those. Um, and it's really good at um, Braille input, so if you're a Grade 1 or Grade 2 user, then you can input with either of those. And, of course, the UEB English is supported along with some of the oldest uh, Braille standards as well.
1: Can you- mm-hmm. Go ahead, Steve. So the products that most people over here are most familiar with, because they've they've been mainstays in the markets here, are ZoomText and and JAWS. Can can you talk a little bit about um, you know where your product stacks up compared to those and what advantages you might have over them?
3: Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, so if I start with um, ZoomText, which is a, a great product in itself. Um, so, if you were to look at Supernova Magnifier, the advantages I would say there is, um, we've got a brilliant touchscreen interface in our products, really intuitive, um, it's it's much easier to use. I would say our product is snappier, it's lighter on uh, resources on the PC, um, It's uh, it, in, in some way I, I, I think it's quicker, but I'll let others judge uh, themselves for that. Um, when it comes to the magnifier and the speech version, um it comes with a full OCR. Um so whether you're OCRing that PDF that's on the um on the it's an accessible one, or whether you're taking a piece of paper from your scanner, or whether you want to get a graphic and do that, then you can do all of those and, and pop it straight into Word. Um all the three products come with the, their own access to the library, so you don't need EasyReader. It's included in there um, as long, and you can also use it as a, a DAISY or EPUB player at the same time, which you can, it's a seamless interaction between the, the, the AT product Supernova and, that, and those things. Um, I mean, there's three or four other things. The one that I would mention is um, we use something called Connect and View. So in the magnifier, uh, magnifier of speech, and magnifier of screen reader, you can connect uh, a USB camera. Anything that works in Skype will connect in, and then you can split the screen, or uh, vertical or horizontal. And if you wish, you've got two. You can actually go between two. Um, so that's it's a real cheap way to get um, uh, a, effectively the picture of the piece of paper on your desktop. Um, the other thing it does of course is it will connect to using uh, VNC software to something remotely so in the UK schools that's being used to connect the whiteboard oh, so wow. okay so the whiteboard comes onto the the child's uh, laptop or their screen uh, and when the um, when the teacher puts the uh, the pen onto the screen then it moves to that position because it's effectively it's a mouse click so they can see it there but Of course, they can change the color because obviously um, small colored lines in a white background is not always suitable, so they can invert that as well. Um, So we've really looked at the user experience, I think. So um, there's very few things in ZoomText that aren't obviously features in Supernova, but there's possibly a lot extra in Supernova. Nice. Thank you.
1: And... um... Do you do you see yourself as a as a direct competitor to the ZoomText Fusion product?
3: I do. It's good to see that they've caught up with us after twenty. Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to our party. <laughs> um, the um, I think the bit that they've missed. All right, and in itself, those two products are great. I understand. Um, but the bit that they've missed is um, our com- our combination is seamless. It's one control panel, it's one set of hotkeys. Um, you don't have to go between two different control panels. Um, it's-, it's all integrated. We just have different tabs within the same control panel, or you can use uh, different ways if you're more screen reader orientated, there's some um, less graphical options available to you. And all the hotkeys just beautifully combined in our product. Um, the installation is so much easier when you're installing one product in that way. And mm-hmm. of course, um, one of the things we've done is is made profiles. So, in magnifier and screen reader, if you um, if you've got three people working for you, or there's three children in the in education there. Then you can uh, the one user can set it up as just magnifier, the next one can set it up as magnifier and speech, and the third one can set it up as the full product magnifier and screen reader. They just change their profile, which means that they're not getting features like the, perhaps the speech isn't there when they don't need it, perhaps the magnification is when they do. So it's yeah, I'm I'm good to see that they've uh, they've joined us. It's just I think they've missed a, a trick in in combining the product into one interface.
0: Fair comment. Well, and I mean I, I think that you guys have the advantage of you you guys have been engineering this for years and years and so you've you've got it down to whereas their fusion's only what th- two years old, three years old? Yeah, I think so. Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah. So they've got a long way to go, they've got a long way to catch up.
3: <laughs> well, thanks for that. <laughs> So in eighteen years' time, when we can still talk about that,
1: <laughs> what, what what is your market share? If if this isn't a trade secret, what what is your market share um, around the world?
3: Um, do you know, I would say it was it was fairly uh, low. Uh, if I talk in general terms, in the US and, and North America, um, uh, in Europe, I would say we'd be much stronger. Um, we're strong in South Africa. We're strong in Poland, in Germany, um, Holland, Belgium. Um, Scandinavia and those parts where I would say that uh, in some of those areas we are the the majority of the sales.
1: Varies quite a bit by region by region.
3: It does. It's um, um, a lot of this is is down to history where you've had uh, a really good dealer that has taken on um, Dolphin products uh, and where the um, where the funding is complemented the the actual uh, the products themselves it it comes down to that so um, i would say in 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 your region the uh, ai squared made a great job of tying up the best um, dealers very early on and sort of left us um, without those people and that that was part of the solution um, they did a darn good job at the time
0: now is the education market a, a big chunk of of your market
3: yeah, it is. Um, I mean, because mainly because we uh, we made a USB version, which can just be moved around from uh, right. PC to PC. So you just um, the the whole of the software is is available from the USB version. Um, and we've we've licensed users. We don't license machines. Right. In um, that way, you could have three or four hundred machines mm. in some sort of education establishment, and you had two. Um, vision-impaired users, then you could put it on all of the machines just for those two. Uh, We really dislike um, the special machine in the corner of the room. Um, So, yeah, our education has been really strong Um, in the UK, and again, across Europe, I won't name all the different countries, but um, um, because um, in our magnifier and screen reader approach, you had a, a solution, whatever the vision impairment of the user
0: now, in the development process, how important is the community in general? Do you do you guys turn to the the visually impaired community to get suggestions, or how does the, how do the beta programs work?
3: Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, we do. Um, so um, we have this process um, of once a quarter uh, we take feedback in uh, from our dealers, um, predominantly who who are or employ a lot of vision impaired people. Um, We also take it direct from our customers who we deal with in the UK. Um, And then I think 20% of my colleagues uh, have uh, a sight impairment. So they are an important element in that as well. All right. So um, all of that is put into what we call the quarterly backlog meeting. And we decide what we're going to do for that. And everybody puts a pitch in uh, based on this would be good. So we know where we're going for the next, um, well, the next twelve months in sort of quarters now. So yeah, it is important. It's it's sent out um, as a beta, and then of course um, the beta testers give us uh, feedback um, on what we've actually made, which is really is vital because um, the machines which are at Dolphin tend to be highly sanitised. Um, they don't have that wide variety of software that's on different. Aspects. Applications or different applications on different PCs, so it's really useful to get that back.
0: And in general, do the do the updates come incrementally, or do they sort of just uh, do you guys just release a new version of the software every few years?
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, We've tried to release one per year, which is around about the October time. Um, so it's going to be late this year. We're actually on version 16, um, and version 17 will come along. I think it's about late November, December. Um, so what we try to do is um, is also have interim updates. So we're actually on 16.05 at the moment. So um, if you have upgraded, then you get um, you'll be an 01, then you get out 02, or 03, or 04, or 05. They come in free. Um, They've tended to be um, uh, our bug fixes, Um, and of late they've also been Windows 10 challenges as well. Um, As Windows 10 changes and Office has changed, um, we've incurred problems. So um, what we've tried to do is is actually keep our users up to date with those.
2: So are you guys involved with the Windows Insider program then, so you get the early release builds and can test it against your product?
3: very much yeah. um so yeah we're we're testing against the and I've been testing for a while against the the full release of windows ten um my colleague who uh, works out of um Trenton New Jersey and he spent uh, uh, a week at Microsoft with uh, lots of other eight teams companies actually looking into what they've got planned for the next year or so as well. So yeah, that's vital for us um, to make sure that we understand not only the the next update to Windows 10 but uh, what they have planned for the next two years. Right. So
0: could you tell us a little bit about about Easy Converter?
3: Mm. Um, So uh, Windows-based software, like most of our stuff, um, what it'll do is um, if you take... um, those picture, those image PDFs, or whether it's a text-based PDF. Um, if it's image-based, then it will use its in um, the OCR, which is included. If it's text-based, it will just convert it. Um, if it's uh, an image TIFF, JPEG, or bitmap, then it will actually have a good go at those as well. Uh, HTML, XML, NIMAS files, I think um, even some KESI stuffs, but I'm not sure that's been kept quite up to date. Um, there's quite a bit of other stuff as well. Um, what it does is it converts it to Word. Okay, and having converted to Word, then you can edit there if you wish. So we thought about putting our own editing tool in, and then we realized everybody knew Word, so um, we decided we'd just pop it into Word. And then having popped it into Word, you have the options to then uh, com, uh, send it out either as MP3 DAISY, um, Braille Grade 1 or Grade 2, um, and then or the uh, large print document and also a text format. But looking at the stats, most people choose DAISY or one of the Braille formats. Um, so it's a wizard-driven interface. So literally uh, pick the file, um, convert it into Word, then it pops up and says, it gives you the next day what do you want to convert it into, and then it actually pops out from there. It's perfect for quick Um, quick conversion in education. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, And that's where I see it used the most. I can think of uh, a couple of places I've done training recently here in the UK where um, teachers announces to everybody that there's a PDF that they should be looking at. um, And instead of printing it off, and then the teacher's assistant going off to the photocopier for 15 minutes, um, the teacher's assistant just pops it into Easy Converter and then gives it to the student in the format that they want and they can work along as well. It even page numbers, the larger print documents. So you'll get 1A, 1B, 1C, 2A, so they can actually work out um, where they should be when the teacher's calling out the page numbers they should be on as well. Yeah. It's a it's a cracking product, although I would obviously say that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you're
0: impartial. <laughs> no, but it is. I could see. I could see this being incredibly valuable in an education setting.
3: Yeah, indeed. Um, so we will bring out um, a slightly lighter version of that uh, early next year as well, which would be like a toolbar plugin. Okay. Um, for Word. Um so that would take the Word document and make it into those other formats, so that'll be along early in the uh, quarter one of twenty eighteen
0: okay now is that is that a fairly new product or have you had have you guys had
3: it for a while we've had it i think it's going to be uh six or seven years, maybe a little bit longer um and it's uh it's been translated into a few languages now as well, like the rest of Dolphin software. Um, so it's yeah, it it works really well in those languages as well. So um, if your some of your listeners are uh, using uh, French Canadian, then it'll be happy to actually use that. Right. And it comes with um, the U.S. English and the French Canadian voices uh, to make the MP3 or the the um, synchronized text and speech Daisy books.
0: Now and and I don't know maybe Steve and, and Ryan might have more insight on this, but I because I, I don't think that there's a heck of a lot of products out there that can that can do this range. Is there? Um, well, I know
2: the next version of JAWS is going to have some more OCR functionality built in, but the only thing I think that's similar to this would be Eclipse Writer. So, what is what is the price on Easy Converter?
3: Um okay so easy converter runs at um i believe it's 695 uh, canadian i might be wrong it, it's 595 us um it might be a little bit more expensive than that i'm not sure it's that much more expensive okay. um and that's for a single license and then there's uh, larger purchases it, it it's it's not a multiple of that it's it's significantly less right uh, so it's an unlimited content that you can make on it as well um so to make the audio, we have a dispensation from um, Nuance that provided it stays within the disability world, you can make as much audio content as you wish.
1: I, I, I was I was just sort of trying to wrap my head around that. How how does Nuance know if it stays in the disability world or not? But I'm just probably not going to open that can of worms.
3: <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'll just explain. Um they don't. Um, but what we've done is, um, the, it, within the license of Easy Converter, it says, um, and you agree to when you when you click on this box that I agree to that you'll you won't send it outside of that. Gotcha. It's
2: the honor system. Exactly. Like everything else. Everything should be the honor system. I think. Yeah. So a number of years ago, um, I looked at a product you guys had called Guide. Is that still yeah. around?
3: Yeah, Guide is um, is coming to the it's, – it's still available, um, and it's a great product, um, particularly for those that find the combination of access technology and, you, and Windows together um, daunting. Um, so, yeah, it's still available, um, and we're in the process of uh, rewriting that now. So um, that should be coming along shortly, and it'll be called Guide Connect.
0: Now, so, sorry, for, for those of us who, who aren't familiar with it, what, what exactly is Guide?
3: Um, what it does is um, instead of uh, going into Windows, you go into the Guide interface, and then you have a numerical menu system, um, which is consistent between the 25 features. So, if I think one is email, two is letters and documents, and three would be the web, four would be scanning. Um, so if I press number one, then I would be presented with menus. One, do I want to um, download my email? Two, do I want to write an email? Or three, do I want to read my emails? Um, and then to go back, you press escape. So all 25 features have that that system of you either press the number or when you're on that item, you press enter, and then you press escape to go back. Um so you actually have a consistent interface between the the features that I mentioned, plus um podcasts, internet radio, um what else am I gonna think of? Uh, there's a dictionary, there's a, a typing tutor, um, there's a spell checker, there's um I've missed about twenty features, but they're ex- exactly the same. So you're not interacting with Windows, uh, and you don't need Office on your computer. You don't need um, what else? You You don't need anything like um, Outlook or anything. You just need a guide, and it will give you the the interface to perform all those tasks.
0: Now it sounds to me like is, is the main demographic for this product maybe like a, the an older demographic. I
3: think that's a fair comment um it it has tended to be um, older generation people that that didn't uh, didn't use windows in their working life or didn't see the the need to actually learn windows. Right. Um it also has been um, quite a bunch of people that find screen reading and windows a daunting learning task mm-hmm. um, and who just want to do emails and scan and read as simple as possible. Uh, and I can think of um, a couple of dozen people instantly that would use Guide for uh, all of those tasks I've mentioned but might just use a screen reader for something that Guide doesn't do uh, mm-hmm. because everything is easier in Guide to perform. mean, let me give you an example. If, if, I, um, if I write an email... Uh, and then I press Escape at the end when I finish writing the email. It says to me, "Do I want to? Um, who do I want to send this to?" And then it links you to your address book. And that's a again, it's an easy system. You can send to one or multiple people, um, and then you can also link an attachment to it. Um, then you just press Go, and it tells you it's gone. Um, the email's gone. When you receive one, um, it highlights the, the email is in. Um, and when you finished it and you press escape, it tells you, uh, do you want to reply? Do you want to forward? Do you want to save the user? Do you want to view the attachment? Do you want to print the email? It's just really intuitive and the flow is brilliant.
0: So during the development process, what, what's sort of the most challenging thing? Um, is it, I mean, I imagine that every time you guys hear that Windows is coming out with a new version, uh, things just get a little bit chaotic over there and you, and you guys roll
3: your eyes. Yeah, I mean, that that's sort of changed in recent times. Um, if I think back to pre-Windows 10 um, and Windows 7, um, Windows 98, Windows XP, uh, and then Windows uh, 7 were all really similar in the way that we worked, and we used this, this hooking system to actually detect what was going on with the software on the screen. Windows 8 changed that. Um, So we had to completely rewrite our magnification code. uh, And then Windows 10 came along. Um, And the only thing that changes in Windows 10 is the name. Uh, Everything changes in the background. So uh, there was a release um, of Windows 10 uh, earlier this year that actually broke our access technology. Hmm. We then had to rewrite it. Um, There was a release of Office that meant all the text on the screen was just not there. You just mm. got a page of white whiteness. Um, so we had to make sure that changed. So that's our challenge is is convincing people that um, you sort of need to have a software maintenance agreement or regularly upgrade even though you've not changed your – apparently not changed your Windows version, but things are changing significantly because you, you just can't stop those updates from Windows 10 or it, or it is difficult to do that. Right. So, it's been a huge challenge for us that we have to get hold of that software quickly. Then you have to go into a major testing phase to make sure that the, all of the features are still working. Um, and what if not? In sort of on permutations of um, if there is a fix to be, did that still mean that Windows Seven works? Does it still mean that Windows Eight works? So it's um, it's been a huge challenge in that respect. Um, and that's, I think, is um, will be going forward. Is the challenge for all the AT companies, is to keep up to date with um, whatever happens in Windows.
2: Well, I think too, with Windows Ten Home users, you have no option as to postponing those updates. You get those updates when they become available. It's only when you get to the Pro version you can actually delay them for a little, a little bit of time. So that's got to be hard to stay on top of.
3: It it has, and then of course you have the added complexity, and you've you've, you've mentioned it there, is the business use uh, tends not to upgrade as regular, so you've got to support all those different versions um, of Windows ten, all right. And just to reiterate what I said earlier, the only thing that doesn't change is the the brand name on the front of the product. Right. Everything else is changed um, because you know Apple changed that the way that Microsoft decided to. support. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, and that's a perfect example. I mean, we were we we were talking about this last year when, um, you know, Microsoft was was pushing those Windows 10 updates out to to everybody and, and almost force upgrading it. But I mean, your software is a perfect example of that. If somebody who's r- running Windows 7 and and using um, the software would wake up the next morning and they're in Windows 10 and now their software doesn't work.
3: It's absolutely right, yeah. So we've tried, and then, of course, um, their first reaction is to blame their access technology
0: because, <laughs> right.
3: um, because, because that's supported. So uh, it's been a lot of education for our customers yeah. in, in, uh, and how to work that as well. So to their credit, Microsoft Accessibility phone lines have tended to be really supportive in that respect. Yeah, they've and, helped a great deal.
0: And I would hope that they learned their lesson because they did get a lot of blowback for... For that that idea of mandatory updates, so uh, hopefully they won't they won't pull that again.
3: Um, yeah, it's a point well made. I think.
0: Yeah, there's
2: a couple other products I want to talk about too. Um, do you guys still have hands-free Guide?
3: Do you know we don't? Okay. Um, um hindsight's a great management tool, isn't it? <laughs> um, in hindsight. Um, we uh, the product was had a great great idea, um, and for a few people it was extremely useful. Um, what we didn't do is control correctly who uh, who was actually given or who purchased hands-free uh, guides from our dealers, and as a consequence, we asked people that were struggling to learn how to type or couldn't type to remember fifty to seventy voice commands. Right. And then at the same time, uh, Dragon, which he uses, is the beast. Um, they would leave the microphone open, the dog would bark, the <laughs> phone would. <laughs> and all it didn't know where to go. Right. So, um, for that reason, we're, we're looking more to a, a different alternative to that in the future. So, but well, I do see speech input as, um, as an option uh, longer term. It's, it's got to be. Um, and there's, and the platforms are better supporting that
0: now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we just finished watching the, uh, the, the Google event, uh, here and, you know, voice assistance and voice activation is really kind of the new, the new sexy. And, um, so yeah, I, I'm not surprised that that's something that you guys are, you know, trying to tie
3: into. <laughs> There's a, just a whole bunch of opportunities there to um, use some of that stuff that comes with Amazon Alexa or with Google now um, or Cortala mm-hmm. um, at some point in the future added in um, and then it, and add, add the, um, the access technology to complement it. I think that there's a whole um, useful scenario there for mm. most people.
2: The other product I wanted to get to, I'm just going to keep jumping in because these guys are lulling. No, no, keep going. We're uh, <laughs> leaving space for you. Oh, I see. All right, <laughs> I need lots of space. Do. Uh, I do. It is I think it's called the Braille Pod. Is that what it's called?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah.
3: Okay. Guide Pod is uh,
2: Guide Pod. There you go.
3: Okay. So um, so Guide Pod is a um, it's a hardware and software solution for um, accessing libraries. So uh, let me give you a scenario. Um, if in the US you've got this uh, NLS barred system, so there they have to wait for a cartridge to turn up um, and they can actually, uh, then the cartridge comes through the mail, they pop it into the machine and then they can listen to it where they want. Um, what GuidePod does is either as a tablet, dedicated tablet device or as a, a little set-top box about the size of an Apple TV but plugs into the HDMI, mm-hmm. um, is you can access your NLS account. You can see all of the books that are available in the library or you can search for a particular book. You can then download the book and you can play the book on the device. Okay. Um, And that's true for uh, sealer books as well. And that will come available in Canada um, shortly. So you'll be able to uh, have that. So, um, and the interface that we use is very guide-esque. It's a simple, um, do you want to download the book? Yes, the book is downloading. Um, And then you can read the books that you've already got on the device. So it's there to make it easier for people to choose the books that they want to read Um, And it's also um, should help the libraries because it's um, the cost of distribution of CDs or SD cards or cartridges is horrendous.
2: So it connects to your HDMI on your TV and then also to your wireless network.
3: Yeah, it does. So you can link and from within the menus, you can actually, um, you can connect to your wireless network um, and you have a little Bluetooth remote that comes with it. So, um, I like the set top one, what we call Guide Pod, and the other one is Guide Tablet, um, because Pod uses the audio of your TV through the HDMI connection. So you get beautiful um, audio, of course, from that. You can connect it to a Bluetooth speaker if you're a little bit more technically competent. So um, you could be in a different room, um, control using Bluetooth, uh, and then you can start and stop your book. You don't have to be next to the TV. Mm-hmm. I to actually listen to it as well.
2: Have you guys thought about adding voice control to that?
3: Yeah, it's um, what we we're trying to do is make it as as simple as possible. So it's it literally is. Um, do you want to read a book? Do you want to get a book? Um, do you want to look at the menu? That type of thing. it's just, it's as simple as that. So um, when it comes to the the voice input, um, it's not for this version. There'll be a, hopefully we'll be able to do something on those lines in the future. Right. So uh, for you guys at CNIB, you have this concept of you've got your own bookshelf, and I believe there's 12 books um, in the in your bookshelf. Yep. Um, and it's like a never-ending filler, so the the user can uh, can actually select the one they want to download. In fact, they could select all 12 really, as long as they've got time, because they tend to be audio books, um, and then they can actually uh, listen to them in the order that they want to listen to them. Um, and stop and pause. Go back to the next one. Um, yeah, so it's it's it, it's lowered the technical expectation. It's for the group that finds the smartphone interface difficult to use.
2: Or even if you're sitting on the couch and all of a sudden you just want to listen to a book, you know, maybe you don't have an Amazon Echo to listen to your Audible content. You've got your Sela library content there. You can just sit on the couch, lay back, and listen to a book.
3: It's it's just a perfect scenario. Yeah, so. Um, Again, just going back to the fact that you, you can have it so it comes up a large screen actually on the TV um, and the menu system. And then if the book has got text, then of course the text will come up on that as well. And I, know, I forgot to mention, you can connect to the newspapers where that is. So, And then you'll have um, uh, the TTS in the device uh, being able to go through that as well.
2: If the text is on the screen as well, does it highlight each word or each line as it's reading? Does it track? It does. Yeah.
3: And you can pick the colors that you that salute you. So you can change the size of the text using the Bluetooth remote, and you can change the colors as well. Um, Stop and start it, Uh, and you can take it from something like 80% up to 300% on the speed, I believe. Yeah, I've the one that I liked the best, I saw it was um, in the newspapers. You could, you could download the newspaper, then rather than reading it all, you pressed a long pause, uh, press on the A button on the remote, and it jumped you into the heading. So then you could go down quickly to, um, for me, find sport. Um, and then in there, and then you, then the subheadings would be off there so you could quickly pick from whatever you want to look at there. But for most people, it, they're interested in their, their local news so they could you'll quickly find that. The idea of having to listen to four hours of audio to find the bit that you want is just not required.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Does it have the ability to do a search?
3: It does. Um, so the text input, as you can imagine, is a little bit more difficult. Um, But you can plug a keyboard in. Uh, It's got a USB slot on the pod, or obviously the tablet has, because it's a Windows tablet. Um, And then you can just uh, type in the search if you wish. So if you're in the newspaper, then you can search the newspaper. If you're in the library, you can search the library.
0: Excellent. Uh, and we, we always ask manufacturers this, and we always usually get the same answer, which is I can't talk about it. But uh, <laughs> we'll ask anyways. Uh, what's next for you guys? What are you guys working on at the moment?
3: Um, well, I will talk a little bit about it, actually. Oh, so I've, I've, already, I've already mentioned that there's an Android version um, of uh, the, the DAISY player coming out, or the Epo player um so that will be along this month um and our next plan is to um you can only load books into that at the moment if you've downloaded them through a library so our plan for the for the apps is to have uh, versions that you can bring books that you've already got on the device or you've got on another device you can open them and then save them on the device and play them in easy reader as well uh, and that would be I believe that's scheduled for the first week in December to have that release. That'll be version 1.5. Um, and then I mentioned about um, uh, Guide Connect. So the next version of Guide, which is called Guide Connect, um, will be along in the first quarter of 2018. All right, so um, so that'll look at the, there'll be a preview at the ATIA show, which is more of an education show in the US, but um, hopefully we'll have it released and available at uh, the season event, which is normally um, early March in San Diego.
0: Excellent. So, tell us, anybody who is interested in Dolphin products, uh, where can they find you on the internet?
3: Well, so, um, if you go to all the W's um, and then go to yourdolphin.com, so that's y-o-u-r-dolphin.com, that will take you to our main page, uh, and from there you can see uh, a list of our products. So you can have a look there, and obviously there's more about it. And you can download all our 30-day demos, um, or if you wish, obviously the the iOS one is, is available through the App Store. So we're available there. And if you want to speak to me, um, my email address is steve.bennett, that's B-E-N-N-E-T-T, at yourdolphin.com. So that's steve.bennett at yourdolphin.com, and I'd love to hear from anybody.
0: Well, uh, listen, thanks so much for joining us, Steve. Uh, it was it was great talking to you.
3: Well, you're welcome, and thanks for the opportunity, guys. So I really appreciate it. So um, look forward to speaking to you again at some time.
0: Yeah, yeah indeed. Yeah. Sounds good.
3: All right. Okay, Steve. Take care. Take care. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: So we need to dive into the pool and swim with dolphin.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that that should be in their marketing materials. <laughs> yeah, I, with I really
1: believe that the these are this is a company that's been underrepresented in the mm-hmm. in uh, underrepresented in the North American market for years. Clearly, yeah, clearly yeah. it has. They, they've got some great stuff and, and,
0: Well, uh, and it sounds like they've been doing what what say ZoomText and and JAWS has been doing. They've been doing it for for far longer. Yeah. I mean, how long is, has AI squared been around? Oh. They go back
1: to DOS days as well. So, okay, you know, probably probably around the same same amount of time.
0: But they're just bundling the screen reader slash. Well, no, I guess not because ZoomText had had. V-
1: well, they had they had a screen reader, but it wasn't one that somebody who was fully blind could use. Yeah, right? like it, they it, didn't have the
2: Fusion product. It, yeah, it
1: was it was essentially mouse driven. Right. Right. Whereas the Dolphin one can take you right from you know you might need one point one times magnification, and it can take you straight through to you know complete vision loss. So. It's uh, it's a very flexible product.
0: So it sounds like they just they just didn't manage to get a foothold in the North American market, and uh, you know because it sounds like it, in Europe it sounds like they're they're huge.
1: Yeah, you know I think he made a good point there when he said that uh, you know AI squared did a good job of uh, of going around and rounding up all the top dealers, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Henry um, Joyce back in the day with with Jaws. Um, did the same you know they uh they managed to get the the leading dealers throughout north america to carry their product and that's what made their product as successful as it was that and the fact that they they had some good products
0: now are the are the price points comparable
1: well if you compare uh the top end of dolphin to uh fusion i believe it's a Fair bit cheaper. Uh, hang on. Dolphin
0: is a fair bit cheaper?
1: I think so. Yeah. Hang on a second. Let me let me just look it up here, but uh
0: so it looks like so Zoom Text Fusion Pro is fifteen hundred bucks US US and Fusion Home is twelve hundred bucks US.
1: So if you go um uh, magnifier and speech, uh it's eight hundred and sixty five bucks
0: Canadian. That's considerably lower yep. than than Zoom text. Yep. Wow and they've been doing it longer. It sounds like the the interface is is far superior just because they've been engineering it for that much longer. Yeah. And not to mention the the converter tool. Um I could see that being huge in yep. the education market.
1: Well, and and a tool like that is so often necessary because so many times, you know, particularly in post-secondary, people get into courses and and it takes forever for them to get their accessible materials. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, you know, it just, just doing an OCR will get you a lot of information. It might not get you everything, you know, it depends on, you know, if there's diagrams Mm -hmm. and things like that, that need to be addressed. But, but, um, you know, if, if you can do it with the quick and dirty to get started while you're waiting for, you know, a fully accessible textbook to, to be delivered, um, at least it gets you started.
2: Yeah. How many stories have we heard about, you know, students waiting two, three months yeah. to get their accessible workbooks?
1: Yeah, exactly. And and by that point, they're already struggling in the course, yeah. or if, if not failing it outright, yeah. because they haven't had their materials delivered. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's right. Well, and seeing that Steve bought me a coffee, I think that he deserves a little bit of commercial time here on the podcast. So we should also mention that uh, anybody who is interested in any of the Dolphin products. No, no, not any of the Dolphin products. I'm
1: I'm a dealer for Supernova specifically. However, if they want the other Dolphin products, uh, Frontier Computing in Ontario does carry all of the uh, other products.
0: Excellent. So there you go. What else we got, guys? Is that it? That's it. Hmm. Are you sure?
2: Uh, this is a last
0: chance. Nearly sure.
1: Yeah, I'm last sure. Chance. I'm positive. Okay, okay. stick See a, positive f- so stick a fork
0: in it. All right. Hey, Ryan. Rob. Steve. Uh, what the hell? What was what, that? What? I don't know. I was, was going to ask Steve. Steve. <laughs> I, just, I thought we were the Mickey Mouse Club for all of a sudden. Hi,
2: I'm a Annette Jello. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's try that again. Rob. No, don't stop it. Steve. <laughs> no, don't. Don't. Seriously, you're messing me up here. Hey, Goofy. Shut up. <clears throat> hey, Ryan. Rob. Where can people find us?
2: Online at www.atbanter.com.
0: They can also email us if they so desire, atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. And
1: rumor has it that we are on Facebook. We are also on Twitter. However, don't make the mistake that I did today during the Google session and Twitter to at (laughs) at AT atbanter. It is at atbanter. Underscore banter on Twitter. I, think, I find it funny that it took an hour and twenty minutes for you to figure that out. Well, I, you know, what? and I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking at our page and I'm going, None of my comments are showing up. Am I doing something wrong here?
0: Because I don't use Twitter a lot, right? I, I really don't pay a lot of attention that to it. That was too funny. The great part about it is you've made a new friend. There's, there's gonna be somebody in Tennessee going, What Atlanta. who is this guy? It, it's some some girl in Atlanta. Uh, That's funny. Some guy stalking me about Google products. I don't know, it's creepy.
1: <laughs> I said an apology. Yeah.
0: That's too <laughs> (laughs) funny. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, All right, everybody. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll see you all next week.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Music provided by bensound.com.